rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. And today we are joined by our guest, Mike Teske. Hey, how you doing? Mike Teske here. Hi. I'm from the uh, 40 Going On 14 podcast. Ah, thanks for joining us, man. We're yeah. glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for asking me on, man. This is fun. Oh, yeah. Your podcast, what? it's an intriguing title. Uh, can you give us sort of a <laughs> synopsis uh, as to what uh, 40 Going On 14? Well, um, five years ago, that's how long we've been doing it now. Uh, we, we just started crossing over into the forties. Um, my buddies and I, we all went to college together and I was the first, no, Pat and I were the first two to cross over into 40 and I, we never, we always talked shit about doing something cool together. So I came up with this idea and the four of us get together every week and we take something that we liked when we were kids and compare it to a remake or a reboot or something now, or it's like a whole theme. Like our last week we did Monty Python. We talked nice. about like uh-huh. Monty Python when we were in high school, college, and all this, you know, what they're the specials that have come out post 2000, because that's like our our center line for it. Um, we've done things like our very first show was uh, Conan the Barbarian. We watched the original and then compared it to the remake. And then the week after next, we're recording the annual top 10 uh, billboard show where we choose a year and then do the top 10 for 2019, whatever week we're in, to the week of like 1986 or 83 or something like that. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, so we've been doing it for a while. Like I said, five years. We just recorded oh, wow. show 268. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, you got us beat. You got yeah, us yeah, beat. We're about halfway there. One a week, so... Yeah. There you go, and pretty consistently at those numbers. Yeah, it's nice because you know it's we it, it's nice because we get to talk to each other. So like we our warm up mm. is like an hour of us just bitching about life, and then we get onto the show actually and start recording. So we've known nice. each other yeah. for twenty five years. So wow, oh wow, yeah. Uh, your guests or your hosts are scattered across the country. Oh yeah, well. yeah. We got Texas, three different locations in Illinois. So oh, wow. it's but nobody's closer than thirty five forty miles. That's the closest we get. So. Okay. Oh. Well, that's cool. It's a, a chance to sort of get that uh, connection with your with your friends through mm-hmm. a digital, through, even if it's through a digital media. I mean, me and Matt are the same way. We're across the country, and half mm-hmm. the time our interactions are on Xbox. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's yeah. nice because it's like before we started doing this, we hardly ever talked to each other because life gets in the way. But oh, now yeah. we know every Thursday night we're going to talk to each other. We all you know break out a drink and just sit around and BS for a little while, just like we did when we were in college. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I gotta say, same with us. Yeah. 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 We would like fucking, you know, go a month or two without talking, mm-hmm. you know, but the podcast is like, we got to talk like every single day. We're like working on shit, you know, oh, keep yeah. it going. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Been a while. 
are there any like favorite topics that come to mind that you guys have covered? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. The well, we, we we do movies a lot, so we'll do mm-hmm. stuff, and we'll try to find uh, stuff that coincides if there isn't like a specific remake. So we did like Goonies, and then did okay. that up against Super Eight. Oh, okay. We, see, okay. You know, it's a group of small group of kids, you know, all doing the adventure together. Um, uh, yep. You know, and then we did. Uh, we'll do. Um, like musicians and actors. So we, we did a, like a Sigourney Weaver show. We did a Bill Murray show. So anybody who's, whose career would span from when we were kids all the way to now, like, like Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if something happens, like we did a Prince show because all of us are huge Prince fans. So we did that. Oh, tribute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a, it's, and you know, we have a good time. It's, we get a lot of uh, little, uh, chatter on Facebook. You know, that's, we got, uh, guests that range everywhere from, uh, our buddy David out in Great Britain, who is a, this is crazy, he's a DJ, karaoke guy, and he also does balloon animals for parties. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he's, Quite a range of skills. I know. He's got a thing. It's called, what is it? It's a blue waffle. And I'm like, dude, you are one shade too just one shade <laughs> off of being something really terrible. Yeah, but, I, was, I was a little concerned when you started that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, and then we have um, like uh, fans from uh, New Zealand who uh, call in also, and we uh, get voicemails and that sort of thing. And uh, we actually had the the couple from uh, Nikki from New Zealand came over and to the United States at a food tour once, and we actually uh, met up with her in Chicago in Ravenswood to have her first slice of Chicago pizza. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's well, awesome. That was pretty fun. So. Yeah. I'm yet to have Chicago pizza myself. Oh, I've, yeah, never, me, I've never been I've to the been. Windy City. Yeah, you come on out. Just give me a buzz, man. I'll show you some of the best places. I've lived here Sweet. out here my whole life. That's gonna be a tough one, man. We got we come from the other pizza place in America. I know, <laughs> I know, but yeah, but see here, you have a hard time lifting it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah you get those heavy. Yeah, deep dish is like you know that thick sometimes. So, oh, that's what's yeah. up. I, I I used to love deep dishes, but nowhere around here in upstate like Albany knows how to make them properly. Like, mm-hmm. right, it's just always a place in my heart for each type of pizza. I think, yeah, yeah. exists for sure. Yeah, yeah we lived in uh, my wife and I lived in Georgia for a little while, and you could not find a decent pizza oh. or a hot dog place anywhere oh, really? out there. Yeah. And uh, my friends actually for Christmas they FedExed me a Giordano's deep dish uh, <laughs> to our apartment down there. So I had this. It was kind of cool because I had pizza and then I had dry ice to play with too. So that was fun. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, man, that's smart. <laughs> yep. Packed up a pizza, dry ice, mm-hmm. and nailed it. That's funny. That's friendship. <laughs> I've joked about that for California, you know, because I do I do get my uh, hankerings for New York pizza. But yep. I, I, yeah. now, now I have a way of going about it now that you've said this. Now, if you're out in Cali, I know that uh, Portillo's, it's like the Chicago hot dog and beef place is out there now. Oh, so if okay. you ever see a place called Portillo's. There's a lot of places that pretend like that. I wasn't impressed. I went to that Pinky's place in Cali. It's oh, like Pink- yeah, Pink- notorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is nothing on a New York like cart. <laughs> you know? Oh, for hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Have to check out what was it? Portillo's though. Portillo's. Yeah. Go there and get yourself a combo. They take a uh, Italian beef, like a um, Italian uh, bread roll. Mm-hmm. Throw an Italian sausage, grilled Italian sausage on there, and then they cover that with Italian beef, and then put okay. provolone cheese on top of that, and then hot dardania on it. Ooh, oh, that does sound good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. 
No, oh, no, we have a, a trend of getting very off topic when it comes to food on this show. You get us down that <laughs> that rabbit hole, and we just keep going. It's yeah, totally fine, it's man. I love food. You know our food. <laughs> um, so one one thing I did want to touch on with you is uh, you mentioned when we had chatted through, I believe it was on Reddit, um, Gen Con, which which I had never heard of before uh, oh. talking. <laughs> uh, Gen Con is the world's largest game convention, and. Okay. When I say that, it's it originated in 1969. It was actually the uh, creation of Gary Gygax, who okay. is the guy, I don't know if you know the name, he's the guy who, with him and Dave Arneson, invented Dungeons & Dragons. I was going to say, oh. it did sound familiar. <clears throat> yeah, so he started that, and the reason it's called Gen Con is because when it, they first did it, it was actually at his house in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Okay. So oh. it was the Geneva Convention. So, and it go. just got shortened to Gen Con. Um, two years ago, two, three years ago, they had the 50th anniversary of Gen Con out, and it's now in Indianapolis. Um, okay. They had 92,000 people show up wow. over four days, and it was chaos. Yeah, an amazing, glorious costume chaos. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, so, so it's uh, it's part uh, cosplay as well. There's you name it, it's there, man. It's there's cosplay, there's board games, card games, video games. They put up, they assemble like an old school uh, video arcade um, in oh, one wow. of the convention halls. I mean, it takes up the. If you've ever been to Indy, it take this year. It took up the entire convention hall, which I'm trying to think of something that it would be equivalent to out by you guys, but I can't. I I don't know. Um, but imagine like. What? I imagine it's pretty. That's so pretty, it's yeah. huge, and the Colts football wow. stadium that predates oh, wow. Comic Cons too. Yeah. The first Comic Con wasn't until like August 1970. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's and it's fun. I mean, this this coming year will be my 22nd year going. Damn, yeah, that's amazing. So it's a tradition to you. You want to <laughs> you know, go every year? Well, kind of, and. Yes and no. Yes, it's a tradition. We always go to Gen Con. All the guys from the podcast get together because mm-hmm. while we're there, we actually kind of work for them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh. We run something called Instant Game Show, and oh. it's a mobile a mobile game show that travels around the convention center, and we get ga- game companies will give us prizes. Uh, okay. we'll, we get uh, passes to the next year's convention from Gen Con. And uh, we have them, you know, we have trivia, physical challenges, uh, all this kind of stuff that that goes on. We just we just are, exist to give stuff away the entire time. So that's awesome. Everyone uh, must love you there. Oh yeah, it, right? yeah, we have followers. We have we have followers that will look hunt us down. We post where we're going to be on Twitter and on Facebook, and people will follow us around because partially because like we give out a badge for next year's convention. They give us ten of them to give out every year, and we do things like. Um, we we call it the world's largest rock paper scissors, which it isn't, but Gen Con's largest. Uh, we had okay. one point, I think the count was two hundred and twenty people playing rock paper scissors to win a free pass to Gen Con the next year. Oh wow! And then that all boils down to we'll do that a couple times to cut down the group as much as we can, and then we'll do. Uh, it's actually ridiculous. We do simple uh, like grade school edition flashcards. Okay. And they whoever gives the answer first, or if they get it wrong, they you know move, we cut the group down more. But it boils down to the very last two people is a lip sync battle. 
<laughs> nice. Oh man, yes. they got to bring it. Then, they, really, oh, I'm, and we've we've had everything. I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's like because it's you're with the public, you're not exactly sure what's going to happen. So you wind up with like the we had one guy. Imagine a guy from Mayberry with the straw hat and the mustache, and he's wearing the button. <laughs> he's got the button down uh, short sleeve shirt. <clears throat> with the pens in the pocket, and he's wearing khaki uh, Bermuda shorts and sandals. Okay, so you get that image oh. in your head. So he gets down to the very end, <clears throat> and he's going to do a lip sync battle, and I'm going through the songs with him. I'm like, here's the tablet. You tell me what you can do. And he's like, this one. I'm like, Are, like not to be rude, but <laughs> this one? He's like, yeah, no, I, I love this song, man. So he gets out there. He won hands down. So you've got this guy looks like he dropped out of Mayberry, did we're not gonna take it by Twisted Sister? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, the video of it yeah. is on our Facebook page, on the Instant Game Show Facebook page, and okay. he just tore it up. The crowd loved him. We have like <laughs> a phone with a decibel meter on it, and we do for the applause meter and that sort of thing. And um, he just he just tore it up. And then on the That's other fantastic. side, we had one guy who apparently didn't hear because at the beginning we're like, look, you're going to do lip sync battle at the end. And we got to the end and there's two guys. And we're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. And the guy just goes, I concede and walked away. And we're like, really? Like, that was like his worst nightmare or something. Yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> and we turned to the other guy and we're like, you win. And he's like, can By I default. still sing? Now, did, did you make him uh, still at least perform? Oh, he, he wanted to. Yeah, he was like, I got myself all worked up for this. I'm not go I'm not walking away from it. So then it's an encore. Oh, yeah. Point, you already won. <laughs> oh, yeah. He loved Respect it. that. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been doing that for eight years with them. So it's uh, it's fun. We get some we've had uh, some great companies sponsor us like uh, cheap ass games and um, uh, slug slugfest games, cheap ass games, Gen Con, of course, and a bunch of other game companies sponsor us with prizes. And we just push their stuff. You know, hey, they're in booth 222. Go see them for more games. Nice. Yeah, it's just that's what I do on my uh, that's my spring break, kind of. That's a lot of fun. It's yeah. something to look forward to each year. It really yeah. is. A lot of planning, though. A lot of planning. Oh yeah, I bet. Does it, so it stays in the same location. That makes that's the one nice thing, right? It it's nice. It used to be in Milwaukee, and oh. back in like two thousand four, two thousand six, uh, Gen Con left Milwaukee and moved to Indianapolis. And it was it's and the indie's been a lot better because it's central. There's like one central convention center and all the all the hotels are like around that. So you really okay. can't get like too lost. If they had it in Chicago, it wouldn't work because the only place that would hold it would be like McCormick Center and you have to take a bus to there and that would just chaotic. It, yeah, it would be chaos. You have gamers all over the city not knowing where they are. You know, the mm -hmm. death toll would be yeah. ridiculous. Um <laughs> And I know uh, I, I stayed in Indianapolis on my way out to California um, one night, and I noticed they kind of have like a highway system set up around the city that made it. Yeah, there's a circle. Get around. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to get around. And yeah, they the first year that we were in Indy and uh, we went to let's see, we got there on Wednesday to start setting everything up and we went to Steak and Shake and for dinner on Thursday night. Like, nice. all right, cool. We're going to go to Steak and Shake and we walk in the door and there's nobody there and we're like there's like six this year it was like 60,000 people here you know like what's going on and the the manager comes over and he goes we have no food he's like we are out of food the first year that Gen Con was there they were like it's steak and shake is like he the, the the manager's like I got four 50-foot trucks coming in from the warehouse right now to bring <laughs> us food because you guys ate all of it 
because that's the thing insane. is, oh, it's nuts because Gen Con goes 24-7 for four days. Damn. So it's 24 hours a day for four days straight. And the guy. Now, the, are, are people playing like through like through this time? Is that why it's going oh, 24 yeah. hours? Oh, yeah. It goes. I mean, you, you, you if you are out there and you go on Twitter on a hashtag uh, Gen Con Pug, P-U-G, pickup game. See, you're looking for a game. You're in this hotel, Gen Con Pug. And literally within like five, ten minutes, you found a group of strangers that you can sit down and just play a board game with or play a card game with. Um, wow, gaming, wild. Yeah, that's it awesome. goes on continually. But huh. uh, yeah, we went to the. It was funny because we went to the Steak and Shake, and they were like, "All right, well, you know, dude, good luck, you know." <laughs> so and then there's. Do you, are you familiar with the place called the Ram? No. It's a. It's like a brew, a burgers and brew type of place, but like a little, little bit higher end. Okay. So we go in there, we get seated, and we the waitress comes over and we're like, "Hey, could we get a thing of nachos?" She goes, "No." I'm like, oh god, what? She goes, <laughs> "We we have no chips, we have no fries." She goes, "We have no food." So this, <laughs> they ran out of food too. And I'm like, well, what do you have? She's like, we have alcohol, we've got liquor and we've got beer. And the only reason we have the beer is because we make it here. So uh, we're like, all right. <laughs> and then, and then that night completely devolved almost immediately because like I got up to use the can and talk to the bartender. I'm like, Hey, send, I was with three other guys. I'm like, Hey, send four beers to that table. Another mm-hmm. one of the guys got up to say hello to somebody said to the bartender when they came by to those people bring so basically the three of us split off ordered four beers for the table <laughs> and then the guy at the table ordered four beers for all of us so we come back <laughs> and there's like all these beers on the table and he's just like i don't know what happened everybody just started bringing us beer <laughs> oh man so then we started down, they started fucking multiplying it i know <laughs> so then we did the only thing we could do you know we had dice in our pockets so we played three man there you go you know? oh man <laughs> about time for some drinking games oh, at yeah. that point oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, damn, it sounds like a, a Gen Con's like a, a swarm of locusts coming through that. At it, least that year. Are they more prepared? Oh, yeah. Now? Like oh, God, yeah. Sort of come a couple of years in a row? Yeah, it really – they really are a lot more prepared. Um, like the – it wasn't open last year, but they had a noodles and company downtown. And during this time of the year, they are the number one store in the nation for these oh. like this entire week. Because huh. there's so much business continually, so oh, wow. yeah. Last year they weren't open late. They they normally would be like open to like midnight and be packed, and all the people that work there would have like I survived Gen Con T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, India's been great to us. They really have. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I, I've always been interested in like um like I mean I I go and wander through some of the local uh, game stores around here. I, I used to play Magic the Gathering. I still have a lot of my cards. Right on. No one will buy them, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I know there's a lot of sort of politics behind um Magic cards and like how they nerfed the value of certain cards over the course of years and stuff like that. Yeah. But it also has kept it sustainable as a game itself. I've just been out of the loop for a while. You know, I mean, what what is going on these days? What's the like big thing? If it's a, is it still magic? Is Pokemon making another huge comeback? Or Pokemon, uh, not so much. Um, what the, <laughs> what's board games have seen a resurgence in the last couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. where people like really are enjoying these. The board games have gone from like the quality of like Sorry, where you get the cardboard board and all that, to um. God, my friend uh, Josh, who's on my podcast. Have you ever heard a game called Settlers of Catan? That was the one that yes. came to mind. I have a friend who's <clears throat> pre- pretty hardcore into it. He loves it. He has like uh, little parties each week where yeah. people come and play. It, it's crazy. I mean, that's one of the games that he plays where he's got like, I'm talking about like the quality of the games. He has 
uh, a Catan set that is in an, I think it's an oak chest. And oh, all cool. the pieces wow. are made out of molded ceramic and hand painted. And yeah, it's, wow. it's crazy. But the recently what some of the trends that we've been seeing in the games have been things like um, non-collectible card games. They're called deck building games where okay. there's a set group of cards uh, that everybody draws from. So you start out the game with three cards and you can like buy them off the deck as they play and you okay. basically create your deck while you're playing the game by buying cards from the main deck. Hmm. Um, one of the ones that I play is called Doomlands. Okay. Um, how to put it? Post-Civil War, Wild West, mix in a little bit of Cthulhu and Ghostbusters. Okay. So like... Uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens, <laughs> yeah. Cowboys and Aliens with Cthulhu. Because uh, okay. you've got like um, Abraham Lincoln comes back from the dead and he's like become a gunslinger so he's running around with <laughs> pistols and it's also a role-playing game but uh you know these deck building games have been uh have come back uh strong really there's another one that's very popular is called netrunner um uh-huh. I, I forget who makes that one but uh it's a like a uh, cyberpunk type of matrix game where you're playing uh you're trying to hack into a system and the company's trying to keep you from getting into the system that originally started as a two-player collectible card game back in 98. But wow. Um, yeah, back in 98. Well, it it, li- it had a short-lived, but it was created by Richard Garfield, the same guy who made Magic. Mm. And uh, then it got reborn as this uh, 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 deck-building game. So mm. what you can do is you can buy this box set, and you've got all the cards you need to play for like a four-player game. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's what's popular is that you can buy a box of cards, you play it, and you don't have to go out and buy booster packs to keep your deck legit and that sort of thing. Like with uh, Magic, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's like getting around the DLC. Yeah, video. <laughs> it really is. It is. So, but no, it's uh, I mean, there's there's every year there's always like the game that comes out that people line up mm-hmm. for and sells out within a minute. I'm a little bit more into going into the, I don't want to say discount section, but the older mm-hmm. games. I look for something older, something I can play with my kids, something that they might enjoy. We play board games here all the time. And I got two gamers, gamer comic geeks for yep. daughters. And um, they have a, you know, it's, I look for stuff that I can bring home. I usually will spend maybe 60, 100 bucks on a board game and bring home one really nice one or find like a whole bunch of little small ones that are well made. A non-mom happy hour is the podcast that celebrates real-ass human women, whether they use their baby box or not. Hosted by Kelly Nerdzilla Mendenhall and Debbie Jo Nelson, a non-mom happy hour is a safe space to talk about mental health, trauma, disordered eating, surviving, and self-care. We talk about it all while laughing as much as possible, because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Each week is a new episode, and every other week we interview badass women from around the U.S. and the world. If you like to laugh, feel like you've never quite fit into most lady groups or podcasts because you're not a mom, or are a mom who needs a break from momming for an hour, you should come hang out with us. A non-mom happy hour, bringing healing through laughter and community. Streaming basically everywhere you could possibly want to find us. Remember, always be a real-ass human. To check out the podcast, visit anonmomhappyhour.com. I've been looking for something because, I mean, like, there's so many out there. Oh, yeah. You know, as someone who's kind of on the outside of that world, 
you go in and you're just looking at all the titles, like not really having any idea um, kind of even where to start. And people are usually helpful at, at the stores in terms of like trying to help guide. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a little intimidating in a way it is. It is intimidating because you go into a game store, like I want to say like a, like the game section at target or anything like that, but you go into a game store and it does seem intimidating because people that hang out there tend to know this stuff. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. There's always seems to be this misnomer of, you know, the gamers don't, oh, we don't want people invading our space. That's not true. We want more and more gamers to join us because the more gamers join us, the better the games get. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of games out there now because gaming has kind of become mainstream. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing all these, you know, that these companies are saying, wow, you know, we can really dump money into the development of a good game. And people will buy it because it's good. Um, yeah. You know, and it's, it's probably one of those few times you get it in actual, to actually sit down and interact with people face to face, too. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Um, yeah. My uh, Josh just picked up a game not too long ago called uh, Gloomhaven, which is kind of it's kind of a role playing game. Do you, do you guys remember HeroQuest when you were kids? Um, no. what, what was that? It was like you, you, you open it up. It was kind of like a role playing game, except you, you had a character, you had little figurines in there and you have the map that you would build as it told you to build it. Uh, no, I never, I, I never saw that. <clears throat> oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that where you build yourself the city and you play the game that way. Uh, huh. but he loves it. That's one he's been playing for a while now. And, you know, and that's the thing is like, if you go pick up these games, Talk to the people behind the counter and find out what it is that, you know, come there with an idea of what kind of game you like mm-hmm. and they'll help you yeah. find it. Because if you're going to be dropping 60 bucks on a game, you don't want to be like, well, crap, I don't like it. You know, and a lot of yeah, times right. you go to the store and be like, hey, I heard about this game. Can you demo it for me? I mean, because when mm-hmm. uh, I used to work for Wizards of the Coast back in the early late 90s, early 2000s, and we would demo games all the time. Um, OK. Yeah. People would come in. Hey, I want to know how this game plays. Well. You know, let's open it up and play it. I'll play a quick round so that way you don't get home and not like it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's cool to have that kind of uh, attention to quality, I mm-hmm. guess, in terms of like the sales and service. Yeah. And you get, you see that yeah. a lot more because these are very like local places generally. Yeah. They, you know, L, uh, LGS, you know, the local game store is, mm-hmm. you know, with the general as the acronym for it. But, uh, you know, you, like you said, these are usually places that are owned by like one guy who just really likes gaming and they want to get more people in. They, I mean, that's the thing that's, that always drives me nuts because it's like, you know, oh, well, they don't want people in their stores. Yes, we want people in the stores because then you buy stuff and then mm-hmm. we can keep the store running. You know, it's business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like w- games that you guys play, I'm assuming like Cards Against Humanity. You've played that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or apples to apples. Yeah. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, and there's the, like those are like the party games, and there's uh the car the card games, and you have like the strategy games. Uh, that I'm kind of a fan of those. You like I have mm-hmm. one, uh, Lord of the, it's a Lord of the Rings, the War of the Ring game, and it takes hmm. like 20 minutes just to set the board up. Oh wow! And it's got like 500 pieces, man. It's it's a great game. (laughs) It just takes it takes a long time. It's gorgeous. It really is. But it's just one of those where it's if you're gonna. So it's more of like a Monopoly Risk Mm. kind of time frame. Imagine Risk (laughs) squared type of thing. Oh wow! Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. We we play Risk, and we you know we there's times we you know if you like Risk, try Axis and Allies. Okay. 
because that's mm. like a World War II capture the territory game. If you if you want to go from that, you know, from Axis and Allies, and you want something more strategic, you can go to um, Diplomacy. Okay. Now, Diplomacy, imagine Diplomacy is a war game with no dice. Huh. Where okay. it's like if, Matt, you want to move, let's say you're, you're Germany and you want to move through Italy and Jesse's holding on to Italy and uh, you say to me, okay, I want you to support me in moving through Italy and we all make these deals and move the pieces. Moving the pieces only takes like, like five minutes. We move them all around the board. You have your little battles and then you make deals <clears throat> and then everybody starts breaking the deals and eventually you all hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like game night. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. But it's a great it's a great game. It's just you really got to know the people you're playing with and how they yeah. how they react. So well, that's that's really that's cool. Wild. Yeah. So what kind yeah, of games I do you guys know. play? That's I mean, we're big video game players. OK. Yeah. For the when most I'm part. With people and play like um, board games. Like I got to say, it's like that generic basic shit. Like it's always like Monopoly. You know, mm. sorry. I mean, just the typical like board games. Um, everybody wants to play cards against humanity and I'm over that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. I've I've always enjoyed uh, you know risk and, and yeah. strategy. I played that as okay. a kid. Oh, yeah. playing risk. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun back in the day. Yeah, we we play risk sometimes. Um, we uh, let's see, we do cards against humanity normally when we're just hanging out, just sitting around. I mean, just it's not like a big oh we totally have to play it type of thing, but it's fun to play when we're hanging out. Um, we also mm-hmm. played one last year called Secret Hitler. Oh, um, what is what is this? All right, you gotta figure out who's Hitler. Yeah, well, it's it's, like, it's that guy in the must with the mustache looks yeah. real suspicious. Yeah, I'm not saying it's him, but <laughs> it kind of looks it's like him. him. Uh, no, it's like everybody plays portions of the government. So you have the fascists mm-hmm. and you've got the liberals. So okay. and what you have to do is you somebody is Hitler, and but you don't expose who you are, and you're trying to convince. All the other players, so the fascists know who the other fascists are, and the uh, uh, liberals know who the other liberals are, and you're trying to figure out who is Hitler, and he's trying to pass three fascist bills or three fascist rules through the game. Now, the thing is, the the rules, whoever is the president, I president, I forget what the term is, uh, whoever that is, gets moved, it moves around the circle. So let's say, you know, uh, Jesse, you're, you know, you're president this turn and you're a liberal, but then you draw whatever the rules are, whatever uh, bills you have to pass, and you get three fascist ones off the deck. Okay. Well, you have to pass one of them. You can't redraw. Okay. So now you, you're like, okay, well, I have to pass this fascist one, but I'm actually a liberal. Now everyone's going, all right, I think he's Hitler. He passed that fascist one. So you're trying to like mask ah. who you are type of thing. And then you can guess and be like, ah, I think I got this down. I think he's Hitler. And then okay. you know, whether you're right or wrong. And, you know, it's it's fun. It's kind of like it's a bluffing game. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. and, but it's fun. It really is. It, it, it's is a, a good time. it sounds like a fun one. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. another one of those where uh, you, you can't exactly walk into Target and ask for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they kind of give it a side eye <laughs> on that sort of thing. secret Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it's going to get uh, management called real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in the back. Just follow me, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so then the names are definitely out there. I, I mean, it'd be fun. Uh, it's something I definitely want to branch out on or into, I should say, because um, I've, I've walked in, you know, and browsed the game sections and just like 
mm-hmm. ended up walking out with nothing. But um, if, if there was something that was like a two player game, um, what, what would you suggest? Because a lot of times, you know, oh. it's just myself, my girlfriend kind of hanging out at home looking for. <clears throat> um, there's one called Welcome to the Dungeon. Okay. And okay. that one this isn't is, a bedroom game. No, no, no. I mean, well, I, I mean, I suppose, very, very nice. <laughs> in all honesty, any game could be, it depends on how you yeah. play it, except secret Hitler. <laughs> Don't be doing that. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. It'd get awkward. Yeah. Not saying yeah. I have experience in that. Just trust me. Um, okay. <laughs> Take your word on that. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, uh, welcome to the dungeon. You're, you're playing heroes going into the dungeon. You flip the cards to fight the monsters. That's a good two player, uh, game. The, um, Let's see another one that works really well two player. Because I guess the the thing that always catches me is like, oh, is it gonna be you know me versus the the one other person, right? Um, versus like something that's compelled by like I guess uh, is it like some sort of plot that's happening to the characters as as the game goes along? No, it's I mean it's just it's pretty much a strategy. That's really okay. what it is. Now if you're if you're looking for a good game just for two players, there's one called. Uh, I had to look it up because the name Tekinoko. Okay. And in this game, you're playing a, uh, you're taking care of a bamboo field and there's the gardener and then there's the panda and you have okay. different goals that you're trying to get. You basically, you start out with the pond in the middle and you have to put little hexes of bamboo, which are different colors all around the outside of it. Okay. Um, you have to make sure they're irrigated and just, just little putting down tiles and that sort of thing. But you, you can draw a goal card and it may be that, you know, the panda has to eat three pieces of the green bamboo. Mm-hmm. So you can do three things on your turn, which is place a tile, play an action card or move, move the gardener or panda. Mm-hmm. So you want to move the, move the panda to a green tile and where he'll eat all the the, or one of the bamboos that's on there and you have to keep them moving around so you eat all three of them and it's it's a good game um really simple uh mm-hmm. to uh to play yeah it sounds like a good sort of beginner start yeah, yeah it, it it's simple and the, the thing is the quality on this game is really good um it's not a uh whatchamacallit it's not a game that you're going to be like have to uh oh my god i totally have to get strategy on this i'm going to dig into it sort of mm-hmm. sort of thing it's one of those where you can casually play and enjoy learning how to play it while you're playing it type of thing cool so i'll, I'll yeah. send you guys a link about it later so yeah absolutely yeah yeah it seems like a game that's easy to like get somebody new into it mm-hmm. it really yeah. is and i really enjoy like a three-dimensional game with like the pieces that you know are intricate like that yeah you know, and- and it's good quality too. Like the gardener, when I I, I got it for my brother-in-law for uh, Christmas this year, and um, I was expecting the gardener because it's like painted little painted mm-hmm. pieces, and you know you get the painted pieces and they're always like derpy with one eye pointing in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, no the the, the gardener in this one, I mean, it's really his face is well painted, the panda is well painted, and there's like expansions you can get onto it that will give you some extra tiles and okay. some other okay. some extra rules and another piece. Um, nice. so there's, it'll add like, I think this one, the one expansion will add on like a female panda and then you get the mm-hmm. female panda and the male panda on the same square. And then you have the goal of making baby pandas. They there you go. Baby pandas, oh, man. You know, so. It sounds like a more relaxed one rather than like conquering a uh, continent. Right. Yeah. It, it really is. It is. And it's in it, but it's fun too. So yeah. Now, now have you, uh, had experience in like the D and D, uh, realm as well? I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons since 
1979, 80. Like, wow. He's got a little bit of experience. Fourth just just grade. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Who got, who got you into it originally? Uh, my mom. <laughs> oh, really? That's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You, you hear about the original, the red box. Like they no, had, uh, uh, what's this? The original Red Box was like a uh, D&D basic rules. It had a book on how to play the game, some maps, some dice, little cutout figures, and that sort of thing. That okay. was a lot of my friends. That's how we started playing was from the Red Box. And then mm-hmm. for Christmas one year, my mom got me the Red Box and the Monster Manual and I think the Dungeon Master's Guide. And because she saw them and mm-hmm. she was like, all right, cool. You know, so here, play this. So yeah. I started playing it. And I, I that's really how I met most of my friends. Is through gaming, you know, wow, sitting at a, that's awesome. you know, that one's a lot of fun. The D and D it's gone through a lot of changes. Yeah. Uh, been, it's on fifth edition, fifth edition. Now I think they call it D and D now. Um, <clears throat> skip fourth edition. Fourth edition was terrible. Uh, cause it played almost like a video game where you could only use like, I could use this, this skill once every turn. It was basically the equivalent to pressing buttons. Oh, you know, oh, I can use this on my fourth turn. I roll the dice. So I can use this, you know. Um, Now, if you like that, there's also Pathfinder, which expands the world because the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons, they started a thing called the Open Gaming License, which allowed independent publishers to create worlds and create source books and that sort of thing for them. So from that, yeah, it was nice because then you have a lot more material. Um, From there, Pathfinder came, came up. And Pathfinder is kind of like 3.5. It's kind of like a streamlined version of uh, the Dungeons and Dragons 3.0 engine. And okay. <clears throat> I've, I've I've played that a lot. I have a lot of books from that. Um, I actually just ran a game for my daughter and some of her friends with a game called Shadowrun. Okay. Um, <clears throat> how to put it? Okay. You take the Matrix. Mm-hmm. You take Lord of the Rings. Okay. You take the movie Heist. Okay. And you put them in a blender, <laughs> blend that up, and that shadow runs. So you have an elf with like a cyber deck that's hacking into the systems. At the same time, they're trying to break into the corporate office to steal the prototype of this one weapon. Okay. Meantime, yeah, cool. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. I mean, and, and the kids really got into it. I mean, she, it was my 15-year-old, and she had her friends out. And it was a simple like, milk run, real easy. And they just had to go and save someone's kid. But they got into it, and like one of the girls, who's real quiet, she's, you know, they're all they're all good kids, but they finish a fight, and they manage to knock out this orc, you know, who's like seven and a half feet tall, has horns and all that, and like, all right, you managed to knock him unconscious. Uh, one of the kids got a great idea. Well, they're in a warehouse. We're going to swing the winch across and knock him out by hitting him with the winch. I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. that works. I'm like, all right, he's unconscious. What do you do? And the little one girl, she goes, we're going to slit his throat. I'm like, uh, like, well, like, what is that? well, the, that, what is it? That got, that got, uh, pretty intense, pretty quick. And I'm like, yeah, oh. right. That escalated quick. Exactly. Quick. You know, it's like Netflix to fucking kids only. I know. And then it was like, you know, Hey, why don't you try tying him up? You're in a warehouse. There's rope. No. What if he wakes up and tries to kill us again? I'm like, you know, like, oh, no, maybe he's just doing his job. Maybe yeah. we don't have to kill him. Yeah, he, he, literally, he was a guard back. in a warehouse. I mean, he was doing what they paid him to do, man. It's, <laughs> Just, uh, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. So. Hey, everyone. I'm John. And I'm Jason. We invite you to listen to the Corner House Chronicles, 
where we like to find and discuss interesting stories from around the globe. We sample and review a different Michigan craft gear on each episode. And we also feature a guest from time to time to share their stories with you. You can find us at chcpodcast.com, where we have links to all of our social media pages. As well as links to all your preferred podcast streaming platforms. It's kind of like overhearing a conversation that was meant for you. It's just different enough. Are you mostly, do you mostly DM? Um, I don't DM too often. the games, or do you prefer <laughs> more to play play through the adventures i guess i i enjoy playing more than dming um okay just because i like coming up with all these crazy ass characters um, okay i the last pathfinder game that i was in my my friend patrick and i will will get together and we'll come up with the background for the characters which is a lot of the fun of playing the games mm. is because you mm-hmm. it's not just like i'm a fighter what do you do i fight you know it's you write a backstory for them so mm. Pat and I got together, <clears throat> and we came up with Bick Bicklewick and Fizz Fizzlewick, the two gnome <laughs> brothers. Who <laughs> one uh, was a wizard and uh, had a familiar? I oh, know he was a sorcerer with a familiar of a this like Burmese mountain dog that carried all his spells, and he would oh, ride wow. this dog around. And I was a gunslinger, so I had oh, yeah. So I had these pistols and I would fire off the pistols and then have to roll whether or not it knocked me down because we were real small. <laughs> you know, it's so oh, we, it blast you right off your feet. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And that's and that's we it's it's fun coming up with these backgrounds because that way when when you come up, it's like if you if you just play I'm the fighter, there's not a lot to work from from that. But if you build up a character like Fizz and Bick they have a history, you know, where do they come from? Why is why is the sorcerer so uh he has absolutely very thin, very gaunt. Why? Because he spent his whole time studying magic, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm the psycho brother of his that learned how to make guns and firing off guns and stuff. So we, and we made a background for him. And what was cool about it is that you can write in stuff that the the GM can actually use. So if you have an un, unanswered question from your past, well, if it fits into the scenario, the GM may introduce somebody who may know who this person was from your past. Oh, nice. And then you get a whole little, um, like, side quest. Um, I also made a character in Shadowrun, my most fun. His nickname was um, Mimic because mm-hmm. he was in, in Shadowrun. They have a characters that are called adepts. So I had a physical adept. They have magic, but they can't, like, chuck a fireball. Mm-hmm. So he had magic, and the magic would imprint on something. So he was a huge fan of Jackie Chan movies. And we'll okay. watch him over and over and over again. So his magic imprinted on the Jackie Chan movies. And it was almost like um, X-Men when you're in stress and your powers come out. Well, mm-hmm. he winds up in the middle of a gang fight. His powers come out, which imprinted on Jackie Chan. So now this delivery guy could suddenly do all these crazy-ass Jackie Chan moves. Fighting people with ladders. <laughs> right, pockets. yeah. Fight with ladders, <laughs> running up their chests, you know, that sort yep. of thing. The catch this was... This choreography is too much for my mind. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the the catch was the way Shadowrun works is you can get these perks, but then you have to take negatives also. So, <clears throat> you know, like my my took this perk that I could have these cool ass Jackie Chan skills, but my negative was that I had a hero complex. So okay. what that meant was is if there was a the princess is in peril, Mimic is going to jump in to save her. If there's a someone gets shot at, Mimic's going to take the bullet. So the thing mm. was, the joke on the game became, uh, see Mimic die every week on Shadowrun. 
because <laughs> they had to res me all the time because it's like you know someone throws a knife at the at the girl that we're trying to rescue i'm going to jump in front of the knife i have to because that's the way the character's played it's yeah it's part <clears throat> part of the character at that point yeah and then like but then it gets pretty intense because like when pat had a character his name was pretty boy um he was a troll horns big gun that sort of <laughs> thing uh he had all these amazing skills and he took the the uh negative of being terminal <laughs> so he had cancer oh god oh, yeah Jesus. and he role-played this troll who is just like i'm just doing my thing till the cancer takes me and he actually went out um by walk uh little thing bug spirits in shadowrun are super evil found okay. a nest of them in chicago he wound up ending his character by strapping a nuke to his back and walking into the nest to set it off <laughs> And Damn. that's how, and that's oh, how, that's yeah. how pretty boy died. Ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. It, wow. <clears throat> and it's just I, great. I, I would be sad when my character died, but like going out like that. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not joking. Heroic. We played that game in 2002. <laughs> oh, so wow. We remember, you know, it's one of those things you write these characters and you play them and it's not like the, you know, the mazes and monsters like that Tom, Tom Hanks movie where everyone gets crazy about it. Nobody does that. I mean, that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but, but you play these characters and you get these quirks and these different sort of talents that they have and you get into it, man. Cause every week you find out what's going to happen next with your character. And that's what, that's it's what the fun like, of it like is. It's like you're creating a show. Yeah. It really yeah. is. For yourself that no one else is, you know, going to get to experience or mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's now, a lot of do fun. You, do you record, like, do you podcast any of these like playthroughs or anything? Or is this more um, of a... <clears throat> uh, like personal time kind of it's a personal time kind of thing we we did a show on magic for our podcast mm-hmm. where i had everybody uh was here at my house and we played a game of of uh, magic with each other we haven't and literally we hadn't played in like 20 years with each other because okay. um, i we we all started playing magic in year one and year two wow and oh, geez, yeah. yeah so like 93 Four ninety three. we were all playing and then okay i got married yeah, it was around nine. seventh edition when i started to pick up cards in odyssey i think wow see i don't even know what odyssey is <laughs> it's <laughs> oh it's like the unglued deck man the, oh like, okay deck. Yeah. yeah i got to i got to play in the one of the first unglued tournaments really yeah, yeah. those are wild yeah i have a bunch of signed cards actually from like different like new york city players nice like, from the big ass tournaments nice yeah, yeah. And i've i've got a few cards um I have too many cards. Um, <laughs> so you got, did you get you guys broke out your decks and actually played some games on, yeah. on the show for that? Or? Yeah, we uh, we actually played. Um, Josh got a hold of us, some old school boosters, and we had a booster draft, and we nice. played it here in my house, and we recorded ourselves playing, and then we played a game of uh, Pathfinder one year at Gen Con, and posted that for the D and D Pathfinder because it's you know that D and D role playing game type of thing for the show. Right. Uh, that one was fun because we played with our friend Joe who's we call him the killer dm because he always winds up killing one of us at one point or another you um, kind of have to be a little bit of a psycho to be a dm because you really do watch it's it's uh tor- torturing the <laughs> the characters i'm sure yeah <laughs> but i i will say <laughs> this fun. on the other side of it there's some things that we've pulled off where the where the gm's just been like you know what okay i gotta Give me a minute. I got to think about this. It's like, I didn't think you'd uh, let me flip through. Well, that's, I mean, that's partially how Mimic died. Um, okay. I was gone for a little while. So I took, I had, I think it was maybe three weeks that I missed the game. So they were like, oh, Mimic's gone. What happened to Mimic? You know, because that was part of this team. 
Well, they wind up on this run and they find Mimic's body laying on the docks. Mm-hmm. And they check him out and they see that he's, you know, like, oh, who, oh, he's got fangs. The thing is, in Shadowrun world, vampirism is actually caused by a virus. So you can catch okay. vampirism. And it's not, it's, you can't be, can't come back from it. It's, I don't want to say terminal, but it's, you can't, there's no cure. Okay. Well, <clears throat> my friends see this, my friends, the, the team sees this, and they're like, oh, man, he's got this virus. What are we going to do? Now, the reality of it is, is that my character was possessed by a demon. And that's why I had the fangs. Okay. So Josh had this, who was the GM for us at that time, had this whole plan where they're going to have this demon-possessed mimic, and I would flip from being demon-possessed and regular back and forth during the game. And, you know, they had this whole thing planned out, save mimic soul game that was supposed to go over the next, like, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like, oh, he's got this virus. Well, we can't leave him like this. And one of the guys pops a grenade, puts it on my chest, Amen, uh, and walk. They all walk away. What? And, and we're like, okay. <laughs> just naded you. They just your unconscious body. Yeah, they just blew me up. So <laughs> we're the team, man. Yeah, you and I'm, the team. And of course, Josh is like, well, there goes the next four weeks. You know, I had all this shit written down. You blew it now. So um, wow. they actually <clears throat> had to roll another character up for that one. And then uh, they actually he brought Mimic back because there was a company that hated us because we always run against them okay. and they wound up with portions of my body cloned me and turned me into like the terminator damn so, <laughs> yeah it's so, like it's like a well those daytime soap operas it really was it was uh, it's like, like you, his evil twin <laughs> you come around the corner and mimic standing there and i'm like wait a second why am i standing there what happened oh well, suddenly he punches through a wall type of thing so now yeah. anytime mimic would show up they're like oh shit here we go you know we gotta because <laughs> you know they just like mass produced him so, that's insane. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I've, I've always wanted to get into D&D myself. I even tried to, you know, draft up a little podcast thing. Maybe we can, you know, do it in the future at hey, some point. Hey, it. It, yeah. you know, give me, we're uh, actually starting up a game. Uh, Patrick has actually written an entire world. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, like, wow. Like a full global map. He has, a, this is how detailed he gets. He has religions created oh, for this thing like when you roll up your character cool. you can be either agnostic you can be atheist you can choose one of these religions you choose one of these religions you get perks from it you okay. know he has, he's got like probably like two gig of stuff just written about this world wow. that we're actually going to start playing soon so we're all rolling up characters for all, for it and and you're doing that all over uh either discord or like uh mm-hmm. hangouts or something like that yeah we're, we're actually i've actually never used zoom and this is pretty cool so we may do through this too cool it was yeah nice we've been enjoying it nice well that's awesome yeah we'll definitely be in touch for that i know i'm i'm always down to oh yeah uh, get get more into that kind of stuff yeah do you use rule 20 just real quick question rule 20 a roll 20 20. it's a yeah Yeah, the 20 sided dice roll well each system uses its own individual type of dice so Mm -hmm. if you play Um, like if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to use the D20, D4, D6, D12, and all those dice that you traditionally see for gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that one runs is you have uh, a target number. So you roll the, you have a target number, you want to unlock the door. It's a difficulty of seven and you have plus three in lock picking. So, you know, then you'll roll that and there you go. You see whether or not you can pick the lock. Nice. Uh, Shadowrun uses six sided dice. 
and <clears throat> a lot of them. So oh, you, I was talking about Roll20, the website. I was, I was making sure oh. I had to double check it. I had to double check it to make sure I was on the right website. But yeah, Roll20 is like a common website. Like we used it for when we were getting our, our when we were trying to get that set up. Yeah. It makes it easy. So like you can like oh. use it to create your whole story and draft. I was just curious if you guys used it. Yeah, it's like you it's a virtual. Yeah, it's a virtual tabletop. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. We're, we're, it's one of the things we're talking about. We're talking about that. Oh, yeah. There's one on Steam. Uh, there's a couple other ones that we're, we've been thinking about. Uh, Roll Twin, but I know I, I completely, when I was thinking about rules. Um, yeah, I was like, shit, I think I messed the name up. But no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely called Roll 20. And uh, yeah, a lot of people use it for different tabletop versions, you know, over it's online. Cool you can do it virtually like that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I'm, sweet. It really yeah, is. I'd definitely be to, uh, into jumping into a, a little D&D quest again, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we dipped our toes in. We don't want to hold anyone back, but, uh, but yeah, we're always yeah. down for something new. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'll, I mean, we're always welcoming to new new players. It's, cool, cool. And we can be one of those little uh, cameo characters that gets killed off. <laughs> yeah, show up once. I mean, I, and I've done that. Where I've, I mean, that's one of the things when you're playing. It's like, hey, I have this NPC that's going to be on for like one or two games. Can you just come in and run him? Cool. You know, play for two games and then just disappear. Go on to whatever. Yeah. And that's hey, awesome. Yeah. Call me Bruno Mars because I'll take a grenade for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> AKA mimic, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but well, it's cool. uh, fun stuff. It, that's that's cool. It's uh, this is all like kind of new information that I've always been, you know, really interested in, in hearing mm. more about. I hope our hope our audience got a, a decent amount out of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, what you guys said, you dipped your toes into D and D once before. What, what what did you try? We were trying. Um, we had, you know, talked. I put out on Reddit trying to find um, someone because since we've been doing podcasting for a while, I've been and I like the whole storytelling idea of D and D. I was like, this would fit great. There's a lot of real play D and D shows I listen to, even though I've never actually played it myself. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we found one. We found one person that we talked to for a while. Um, and we were going to run some stuff with them, but it kind of fell through. But I think and roll 20 was what we ended up using. Right. Matt, yeah. We're... We played like a little bit of a, like a, a trial thing real quick. Right. And that's they, they were just doing like a quick one shot type of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we made up uh, little character sheets. You, Matt, you were like a dragonborn monk. I think. Yeah, nice. right? yep. And I was yeah. a, a rogue tiefling, I think. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Dra- I mean, they've, they've added some cool, like tieflings are a lot of fun to play. Cause it's that sort of like, like, and we, we do the thing like we're playing a tiefling you walk into town all right roll the dice to see whether or not everybody runs away and comes back with torches to try to kill you yeah <laughs> there's a lot of racial bias going on in the D yeah, world there, there's a little bit a little bit of that going on I mean, if you look like a demon with flaming cool horns from it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean everyone tries to kill you but you can breathe fire so that's kind of nice you know right yep and and like you were saying earlier you know the um building of the back stories of the characters i think that's what i got into most when, yeah. before we even like got to doing the one shot playthrough type of thing like just going through and being oh and this is why my character's like this and oh they have this little quirk to them you know that that kind of thing i, I definitely enjoyed it yeah that and that's that's the fun i mean if you i, I find that people that play D D, you get the you get the munchkins which are like people who do the, the min maxing oh if i if i take only a four for my intelligence, I can get my strength up to above 20 or whatever. And it's like, all right, if, you, if, you, if that's how you want to play, that's how you want to play. Have a good like, time yeah, with it. Then everyone's going to have to open doors for you because yeah. you don't know how. <laughs> I think four is average. In the, I don't know, but there's okay. 
Yeah, they, they had one uh, where a, a Shadowrun game where one of the guys actually played a mentally handicapped brother of one of the other characters. Okay. And that uh, was some great dynamics on that one because you had the older brother who was like, I have to take care of you. You are my brother. I can't, you know, I'm going to make sure you're okay type of thing. And then mm-hmm. you have the younger brother who's just like, I want to be like my brother. And, you know, we'll like run into firefights or, you know, oh, do stuff. So there was a kind of like rolled rolled. A, a dynamic that you have to then consider, yeah, in, mm-hmm. in every yeah. situation you come across. Yeah, and that's the fun, like you said, that's the fun about writing these characters is you know there's no real limit to what you can write. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's better than a lot of the cinematic plots that are out there today. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Movies you watch or TV shows even, you know. Yeah. It it is. It's yeah. fun. And everyone's personality sort of comes into it too. It seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other side of it is that you you do get the characters. I mean, everyone leans towards their. Um, like Pat loves to play the big beefy, you know, fighter type of guy with, you know, then a troll with this huge sniper rifle type of thing. Uh, Josh has more of the uh, intellectual characters. So he'll have like an inspector, or like a witch hunter or mm-hmm. a uh, uh, detective. And I'm I'm just crazy pants with mine. Like I'm going to be a dwarf that <laughs> fires guns. You know, I'm going to nice. be this Jackie Chan <laughs> character. Awesome. You know, it's there's and and more than more than once they're like, you know what? Before we play this game, I want you to give me your character sheet. And I want to see what the <laughs> hell you have planned. So, but it's fun. It's a good yeah, time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, where would our audience be able to, you know, uh, find more stuff from you? Listen to all oh. all your podcasts <clears throat> and all that. Well, I mean, Forty Going On Fourteen is on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and uh, Podchaser. Uh, which is Podchaser's new. It's kind of like a IMDb for podcasts. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. sweet. You can go on there. You can get your own little like producer page and page, and people can go on, rate you, review you, and all your shows will um, RSS over. Uh, we also uh, we record every Thursday night. So if you have comments, you want to do it, get voicemails to us before then. And uh, we're on Facebook. We post every Saturday, uh, a Saturday, Sunday, depending on what how much time I have to edit. Um, we have a backlog of 267 different shows that are up there right now, ranging from, you know, all sorts of movies. Uh, our online is 40go14 at, uh, .com. You can find us there. We are usually 40, 40go14 is, uh, you know, the, where you can find us. And, uh, yeah, there's, if you, if you, and here, I'm just going to say there's a couple shows on there that the Peter Pan show. Mm-hmm. It's probably the worst show we've ever done. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, everyone's got a worst show and everyone's got a best oh, show. You oh, know? well, this yeah. this was amazing because, let's see, Joel had only seen one of the movies. No, Joel hadn't seen either of the movies. We had Peter Pan and then we had the live remake. He had no time. Something happened. He wasn't able to mm-hmm. watch either movie. Josh and I have seen both the movies. Pat had seen half of one of the movies. <laughs> Uh, Joel was clueless the entire time. (laughs) Josh and I were trying to keep the conversation going and Pat was actually going in for a colonoscopy the next day. So he had been drinking barium all day. Oh, so so he, I'm not lying. He recorded from the can and he was, Oh God, we didn't know what was going on. Finally, I, about halfway through the first half, I'm like, all right, I'm done. And I just started pouring drinks and slamming drinks. I'm like, this is going to be a shit show. (laughs) 
Josh at the second half was like, I'm done. He started drinking. So by the end of it, two of us are drunk. Joel is uh, completely clueless of what, what's going on. And Patrick is just not well at all. Oh my God. So man, Matt, now, now I'm intrigued. Now I just want to yeah. hear that episode Matt, out of any. Yeah, right? yeah it's, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, we, we've been doing it. One of the things that we said when we first started recording was we're going to do it once a week. And we're not missing. And I think in five years, we've missed less than 10 shows. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Come hell or high water, we're recording. Colonoscopy, <laughs> uh, you're recording. <laughs> we're just like, dude, you could have said something, man. We could have moved it to Friday. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So <laughs> Definitely check out his podcast. Easy to get to. You'll yeah. find it. And uh, thanks again, Mike, for joining us, man. It's been a thanks lot of fun. Thanks a lot for having me on. Oh, man, anytime. We'll have to do this again. Maybe even get a game going and yeah. uh, broadcast that somehow. And if you have guys are chaos. ever out in uh, Chicago, give me a buzz. I'll you know show you some oh, man. hot dogs and pizza, man. Yeah, we we'll can end this debate. Who's got the best dogs and pizza? Right on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'll take off the afternoon. <laughs> there you go. All right. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we love each and every one of you. And until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. we passing the passing. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. America. We're talking America. America. We're blazing America. This is fucking America. We're second America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit, or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. We smoke in America, America. We pass in America. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talk in America, America.